0: what's going on everyone thank you so much for listening to the podcast today i truly hope that this podcast brings you lots of value just wanted to hop on here quick and definitely let you guys know that i did start a youtube channel definitely go and give it some love it is called into the event industry on youtube you can definitely head over to my instagram and get the link to that but other than that thank you guys so much enjoy this podcast And welcome to the podcast.
1: I have Mr. Robert on the line with Akatiel Music, and they are actually super, super talented musicians. Um, I will let him introduce himself and what he does here in a moment, but we've actually known each other for maybe a year now. Just in passing, this is our first actual FaceTime. We're actually on a Zoom call on the side of this phone call, but uh, Robert, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, your company, and let people know how long you've been around for.
2: Yeah, Ocotillo is my wife and I, Robert and Cindy Ledger. Uh, she's been playing, she plays cello, and I play guitar and mandolin, classical guitar and mandolin. Um, she's been playing cello since she was a wee one in middle school, um, played with a number of orchestras here in the Phoenix area. She plays with uh, Musica Novo. Uh, Orchestra out at SMM and with uh, the Arizona Philharmonic up in uh, Prescott. Um, I started to up guitar when I was about 16, and then mandolin in my early 20s, mostly played church groups. And then Cindy and I have played um, just casually for most of the 35 years that we've been married, uh, about Ten years ago, we started Ocotillo after our boys graduated from high school, and we found ourselves this free time. And we play all over. We play weddings. We've done some house concerts. We've done some just regular concerts in you know, in um, small spaces, church, uh, church uh, places. Um, and we're now kind of, uh, after having experimented with doing some live streams, we're going to start offering to do remote house concerts if somebody wants us to, to beam directly into their living room uh, for them and their friends. Well, we've, we've figured out a way that we can do that. Mm-hmm. We play all kinds. As far as the music we play, it's all over the board. Uh, we have, I think, he's actually more Beatles than Bach. Um, we play Kate the Elephant and Keen as well as Great American Songbook and Broadway film scores. And uh, we have a number of our own originals that we sometimes play.
1: No, that's awesome. And then, um, how long have you guys been around for as a company?
2: We started just at the end of 2010, and uh, have, uh, have so pretty much since then as a company.
1: Okay. And then, um, for you guys, was it a matter of um, like obviously, both of you? <clears throat> playing, but was it, did it, like, come to you guys at kind of the dinner table? You are like, we should start a business, or, like, how did that fruition?
2: Well, well um, through high school, both of our boys were very involved with athletics. Neither of them were golfer, unfortunately,
0: um, but uh,
2: <laughs> basketball, football, and track. Okay. And so, mm-hmm. so, you know, very much believe in supporting our sons, so their schedules became our schedules. Uh-huh. Um after, after our youngest graduated uh, in 2010, um, I don't remember if it was over the dinner table or what, but I said to Cindy, you know, maybe we should try doing this music thing as a business. And she said, oh, I thought maybe we would travel. We <laughs> managed to do both. But as um, a matter of fact, we've even done two concert tours where we both traveled and played music. Well,
1: but that's like the dream, I feel like, <laughs> to be able to do both and just – yeah. Travel around, so, um. Well, that's fun then. So then, you know, for you now being in the business for 10-ish years, you know, where would you like to see yourself in like five years or so?
2: I think you know we're pretty uh, we're pretty happy with what we're doing. We I mean we'd like to. We'd, right now, most of our business is is weddings. We would like you to get more into doing more house concerts because they're they're fun. They're intimate. Um, uh, you're, you know, just a few, few feet away from the people who are there listening. They're there to listen to you. You're playing to their faces as opposed to playing to their backs.
0: Um,
2: mm-hmm. And there's opportunities for, for interaction. One of the, one of the uh, programs that we've developed, we hand out a list of songs, and then using a remote uh, or a, a random number generator, each one of the songs has a number on it. And so we'll hit the... the the number generator five comes up. Whoever has five picks the song that we play. So, mm. so there are those kind of opportunities when you're in a in a smaller group like that, where, where it's, it's a more vibrant and you know living event. So we'd like to do more of those. I mean, we love doing weddings. We're not turning our backs on weddings at all. Right,
1: right.
2: We just like the variety. Yeah.
1: No, I like that random number generator though. But. Then it turns into you guys having to like think fast on your feet, you know, and obviously being able to t- to know how to play it. Um, so, is I mean, does it happen often where you're like, oh, we can't really play that, or is it like, oh yeah, oh. We can't totally? Play <clears throat> Excuse
2: me. Well, we've we set up a list in advance. We have that. Control. Oh, okay,
1: okay.
2: Yeah. So yeah, so it's like a list of you know, if we know that we'll play fifteen, we'll have time for say fifteen songs. We'll put, like, 25 songs on the list. They're all songs we've, we've – pre- and, we're, you know, we make sure that we're, we have them under our fingers before we, we show up.
1: Sure. Okay. That makes sense. Though, it, I would be like, yeah. that's a lot of different songs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's fine. Um, What's your most favorite song to play?
2: Oh, gosh. You know, that's kind of like asking who's your favorite child. Right. Um, <laughs>
1: um
2: I mean, there are some songs that we're not that excited about. When we're playing a wedding our most favorite song is the wedding that or is the music that the bride and groom wanna hear. Um okay. because, you know, we're we're you know, we're there to serve their needs. We're not there to to be prima donnas. So sure. you know, if you know, you know, somebody wanted us to play um matter um, that's how we've learned some of the songs we play, uh, is that if somebody has asked us if we can learn this song. I'd never even heard of Kate the Elephant whenever we learned how to play Cigarette day creams. Mm-hmm. Um So, you know, but we've, we've played it many times since then. It's become one of our, our regular songs. Um, similarly, a bride wanted to walk down the aisle to the song Transparent from the Amazon TV series. We'd okay. never seen the series, didn't know the song. It kind of had the French cafe feel to it. So, I mean, we still play it uh, very often. So... So, wow. I mean, to come back to your favorite song, we, some of our the songs that we enjoy playing were introduced to us by people who asked us to learn the song.
1: Okay. So then when you're learning, like, Amazon songs or things, do they have, I mean, sheet music for you, or is it just a matter of, like, kind of just figuring it out and just playing with, or how do you... Yeah, we. I mean,
2: we. I, I wish. I wish either of us had the ability to hear a song and play it. That's not right. a talent either of us have. It's a wonderful talent <laughs> to have. We, we don't have it. So generally, right. we start from say piano sheet music. I mean, okay. yeah. There's no. There's there's no music out there for, for what we do. I mean, we are very. There's no one in the Southwest combining combining cello and mandolin, in the in the entire world. I found one other duo who does that, and they're in Italy, and they play mostly jazz. Um, well, so, yeah, so there's no sheet music written for us. So generally what we'll do is we'll go and find a, a piano version and then arrange it to, to ours. One of the things we really like to do, I don't see a lot of duos doing this, but we have the, because the instruments we play, the cello can play accompaniment or melody, the guitar and mental the same. So we like to throw the, the have conversation before between our instruments, so that we throw the melody back and forth. Jenny might start out playing the the, the, the melody while I accompany her, and then we'll swap it, and I'll start playing the melody, and, and she'll do a uh, uh, some sort of accompaniment on the cello. That's all stuff that we have to arrange. So so you know the music that we play is unique to uh, us, even mm-hmm. if it's a familiar song. The way that we okay. play it is unique.
1: Yeah, so then, I mean, but to be able to memorize it, or do you guys have sheet music in front of you? When we
2: you... put the sheet music in front of us. we, we, have, oh, okay. we have You know, we, we play, play a wide variety of music. We, I was going to say, that's... that's we, we need to have it in front of us, yeah. I mean, there are some songs that... For me, if I'm playing mostly chords, I'll generally memorize those, and I can and, and, but for 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 particularly the song that we go back and forth, it's good to have the sheet music there in front of us. yeah, and his entire career, the classical musician has been with sheet music in front of her,
1: right, yeah, definitely um so then yeah, I think it's just really cool, you know what you all do, and um on like wedding day? What's the average amount of time that you're on site? We try to show up about an
2: hour or so before. If it's a place we've never been before, we'll get there even a little bit earlier than that, just to make sure that, you know, where we're going to set up, what the arrangements are, if there's any unexpected uh, challenges. Um, uh, We played at one, we played at a golf course once, where the electricity was a long way away. and when we play out, outside, we have to be amplified because otherwise we'll die, sound right. will die ten feet in front of us. And so, fortunately, we also carry extension cords in the car with us. So it was like setting up a hundred feet of extension cord to get oh, power to where we were. That was good to be there early to, to do that. So again, yeah. we we're, were there at least an hour before we start playing, depending on the on the venue. We'll start playing anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes before the ceremony starts. Uh, okay. You know, guests are taking their seats and showing up. Outdoor ceremonies, we find that people generally don't move away from the building, whatever, to the to the side until 10, 15 minutes before. Indoor ceremonies, uh, you know, some of the urban spaces in Phoenix, Tempe, Chandler, people will be in the in the room. A good 30 minutes before, so so we we uh, adjust that way. Then we pledge the sure. ceremony, the ending. Some folks have a stay for their cocktail hour, and we're happy to do that.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and then, I mean, pretty much after cocktail hour, though, then you guys kind of just take off from there. What's kind of the norm? Right. Yeah, because I mean, we're you know we're instrumental. We're 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 mellow.
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> if, if you're to the point where you want the, the heavy beat and dancing, um, that's, that's not, not that. you. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's funny. Um, so then, it, like, just logistically-wise, it seems like, you know, getting there early, trying to figure that all out, you know, having extension cords in your car, looking at the lay of the land beforehand, I mean, definitely helps. Um, I know... <laughs> Unfortunately, but fortunately, with the event industry in general, it comes with a lot of trial and error. Um, was there a time that you maybe had not allotted enough time, and then that's when you were like, "Nope, we're definitely getting there an hour before." Like, what was kind of like the pressure. No, I mean,
2: on- I mean, certainly, certainly, we've made mistakes along the way. That was not one of them.
1: Okay. Um, <laughs>
2: Uh, no, I, I think it it's just in our nature Through okay. the it other Other performance type of stuff that we've done in the past That, that we know to get, get get there early
1: Yeah, yeah Well, and it's a lot better To just be sitting around and waiting Versus, oh, like, scrambling. Yeah. It's like, okay, I need this I need this, right. I need this, I need this Especially, I feel like um, It happens a lot of time off the musician side Or DJ or whoever, you know, because there's different elements that you know you' all need that we're like trying to figure out over here but then but then it's nice to know but, that you do come early and then it's just like, nope, this yeah. is it, this is how we do it yeah. um
2: we I'll we try to we try to make planners' lives as easy yeah. <laughs> as possible. We are so self contained as long as we have a place to plug in you know an outlet uh, you know we bring our own chairs um, um as long as the planner is there to say this is where we want you, or we yeah. can even talk in advance, and then because cause you planners have so much other stuff that, to worry about, right. if we can if we can not add to your to your to your plate, we're we're that's that's our goal.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I know. Um, yeah, we definitely appreciate when vendors and musicians <laughs> in general just self contain because then it's not like, hey. I need a chair, or I need yeah. a stand, or I need I need a this or this or that, and I'm like, can you told me this earlier? Like, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean,
2: and, and, and generally, if it's, if it's a, a more complicated, like if if we're playing a ceremony at this area and then moving to a different area for mm-hmm. the cocktail hour, we do like to to talk with a planner or sure. venue coordinator in advance to, to, to understand the logistics of that. Yep. Because yep. it's easier, in that case, to have two chairs in one location and then sure. our chairs in the other location. Right. But it's better to let just you be know ready. before, not not at yeah. the time. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah, because it's, it's just not something that you want to do to be, like, moving chairs and, like, all yeah. these different things. It's just, like, okay, move the main instrument stuff, and then, like, that's it, you know, yeah. but
2: it's, like... Yeah. It's, oh, yeah, in a case like that, <laughs> I mean, in a case like that, too, we also bring two different amplification systems if, if we the oh, okay. amplification of both places so that we're not having to move back. You know, we want to meet sure. the move as quick as... Yeah, when we... That was one of the mistakes that we, we did learn uh, early on, and early on, we had one speaker, and if we were moving, we had... And it was a big one. It was a 35-pound sure. you know, yeah. one. We had to move yeah. that, and that was... That was just dumb. Yeah. Um, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, now we have two bows. Um, um, okay. Uh, what do they call them? The the sticks that go up. So they're, oh, nice. I mean, they're yeah. they're much lighter and they're less obtrusive. But yeah, we no, say we'll no. set one and if you know, set one at the ceremony and if the tactical hour is 100 feet away, we'll set another, that one over
1: there. Sure. Yeah. But yeah. Like I said again, like you live and you learn. You know, something like yeah, that. It's like, right. oh, we're not doing that. <laughs> So, yeah, it's, um. I mean, I'm word to the wise if anyone is, like, thinking about doing, like, a DJ or musician or anything type of setup. You know, have double because, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be an investment to start off. Um, maybe you won't need it in the beginning, but lo- just logistically, like, it makes the musicians and the DJs and everyone a lot more professional, you know, it doesn't right. look, <laughs> it doesn't look too professional when you're lugging everything around while everyone's going around you. It's like, excuse me real quick. It's just like, yeah. oh, no, like, what's, us <laughs> um, yeah. so then for a musician, just in general, um, what type of advice? Well, let's start. Off, let's start off with maybe someone who's like starting off to want to do what you're doing. Um, maybe not in the Phoenix market. Maybe they are. Um, what type of advice would you kind of give to them?
2: I think. Well, there's so many, so many different ways to go with that.
1: Right. Um,
2: <laughs> um, obviously, you need to know your music. You need to know your your instrumentation. One of the first things that that we learned that surprised us was we were working with a planner. I don't remember who it was now, who, you know, we were talking about, and I mean, and we made the point of whenever the, we will stop playing when the bride gets, to the, gets up there. He says, uh-huh. gosh, we had this other group just a couple of weeks ago and they just kept playing and playing like they hadn't finished the song before and everyone's looking and waiting. I said, well, no, you know, I think that's the other thing to remember the musician is, you're not you're not the center of attention. The you're there yeah. to support somebody else's vision. You want the music to reflect their personality. That's that's why we always you know work with them to make sure that you know there are some some brides who want to come in to here goes here here comes the bride and canon and, and the the wedding march to, to end others who want something classical here and maybe something more popular here you know some people who want the most current pop other people who want classic classic pop um, so you, I think you need to be flexible to, be, sure. to remember who's the star of the day and it's the bride and the groom. And everything you do revol- it revolves around that. Um, sure. Set your pricing appro- appropriately. Um, uh, when we first started, uh, I looked to see what, what I could find from other, other groups who were already in the market well established. I set my pricing a little over that because we didn't have their experience and, you know, we needed to get experience. Now sure. we're set more on par with, with, with where everybody sure. else is. I mean, there are some sure. who are more expensive, some who are less expensive. It's where we want to be. Sure. Uh, what other advice? Um, make sure you have the equipment that you need um, for 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 where you're playing. Sure. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. Um, so then... I mean, off of the planner side of things, like how can we help you guys?
2: Just in general, I, I like. I mean, I like working with planners because they have the vision for the whole day, mm-hmm. um, and helping us to see how we fit into that is good. Obviously, having planners who will, you know, refer us is that's probably the best help. Uh, yeah. Because, because, because. You know, there, there's a, 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 uh, a hierarchy of how a couple goes about, uh, um, I even mean, a wedding goes about finding their vendors. Obviously, they start with, maybe they start with the planner, maybe they start with the venue. Then there's, you know, a lot of other things before they finally get down to the musicians. Like we're, we're, we know we're, we know we're down, down on the list. Yeah. So <laughs> if, plan, if planners can, you know, can refer us, that's great we're not going to be for everybody. I mean, some folks want a string quartet. We're not a string quartet. Some people want a harpist. We're not a harpist. But for those folks, and and our sound is unique. Um, You you don't know what we sound like until you hear us. Uh, You know, when I mention a harpist, you know what a harpist sounds like. When you mention a quartet, everyone knows what a string quartet is because nobody else does what we do. You have to hear us before you decide whether you want us. So I think having can help help us by making those introductions
1: mhm mhm yeah definitely um, yeah and I I feel like it's a hard like back and forth of whatever I feel like I don't know why, but I'm hoping to make the switch off the other side to be the first thing you know that couples do mm-hmm. end up getting um for some reason I'm like one of the last as well and I'm like all right, well, <laughs> you know, but I'm hoping to make that leap over to the more of the full packages, you know, versus just a damn. Obviously, I'll still yeah. use both, but um, by the time I come in, they're already, I'm pulling everyone together, you know? So yeah. I'm like, I can't even refer my friend, dang it. But when I do have them, you know, I definitely try to push uh, however and wherever I can. Um,
2: well, I think it's, it's smart, it's smart for, for a couple to, to start with, a planner, because you yeah. can often, Help them avoid because you've done it before. This is, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, their first, maybe their second time. Um, Sure, they're going to make a lot of mistakes and go by themselves, where you can guide Mm -hmm. them around that.
1: Sure, yeah, and um, just just the educational part and the value that we do actually bring to people. You know, people Mm -hmm. really see. I mean, that dollar, that dollar sign, and however much it is, you know, but that dollar amount is going to save you off the other end of things, you know. So it's like, yeah, like you're paying more for us to come in for a full package, but then it's like you're going to save like a whole bunch more off the other end of things, you know. We're going to more than likely probably extend our discounts to you with the rental companies that we have. You're going to, you know, get this. You're going to get that. It's worth it, you know. But it's just, I mean, and I feel like where we run into – um, the best amount, like the best amount of luck is when word of mouth, you know, is when someone says their cousin or their sister or whoever, they're like, oh, well, I have this planner and you definitely need a planner from start to finish because then they will help you, you know. But um, mm. for someone who may not have known, it's just, it's hard for sure. Yeah. Um, so then what has been the most unique event that you've ever been a part of?
2: Boy, oh, yes. several come to mind. Um, last year there was a, um, um,
0: uh,
2: a the Passover retreat up at the J W Marriott at Desert Ridge, uh, where thanks to our friend um, uh, Chuck Field, the, the ventriloquist, uh, he he referred us, and we played for two dinners there, and then uh, two after party sort of things. Um, the after parties I don't think were very well um, promoted because pretty much we're there by ourselves. But the, the dinners, there were like 400 people in. I mean, they used every ballroom there. So that was one where we had to kind of figure out a different approach. We took Obviously, we took both of our bows, and we knew that wasn't going to be enough. So we reached out to a DJ friend who loaned us a couple of his um, uh, speakers. We got a couple of long uh, cables and complete, you know, had four speakers to be able to, take, to carry that room. That was mm-hmm. fun. That was fun because, um, you know, I mean, there were people from all over the world. There were people there from England. Uh, wow. We took, a, a few folks made requests the first night. Uh, then we came back the second night and, and played because we didn't necessarily have the music with us that evening. So that was one. There was a wedding where the bride was from Hawaii. The groom wanted her to come down to Here Comes a Bride. And so she had us play that until she got about halfway down the aisle. Then we had plugged into our system her iPhone. And once she got halfway down the, the aisle, we plugged in, uh, we started playing through the recording Elvis's um, uh, Hawaiian uh, wedding song. Oh, And yeah. she, Hulu'd, she Hulu'd through the oh, two God. and a half minutes of the song. At the end of the song, for her final 10, ten feet of getting to the altar, we finished. Here comes the bride. Mm-hmm. nobody knew they were coming except that her i think her, her her bride a maid of honor and us
0: uh, mm-hmm. her
2: father walking her down the aisle had no idea what was happening so yeah. that was fun that was fun so those those are the two that come to mind. I'm sure that there are others that have been unique that were that were just as fun i mean when people bring their personality to an event that's just always cool, yeah,
1: yeah, and they I feel like are confident enough to execute it, you know, I feel like a lot of the times yeah. people just like freeze up and they're like, I don't want to do it, you know? Yeah, know, yeah. but when they're yeah. like, I don't care, like, let's do yeah. this, you know, I think it's really Oh, important. just one more,
2: uh, our first concert tour, we actually, we started in Springfield, Missouri, which is where we met, and it the timing worked out, it was our anniversary, our 33rd anniversary and so, and we were playing in a in a in a venue that was maybe a mile from our first house together. Um, and for that, I pulled out a song I'd written for our wedding, as a vocal song. Uh, we did it as an instrumental, and we played it. Um, so I kind of took it. You know, most people most men take their wives out for a nice dinner on on their anniversary. I made my wife work.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. she's so like uh okay <laughs> yeah Oh um, well it's cute though so then that concert series um was that something that you all had put together or was that like contracted in like you guys went and
2: worked and no worked that, that was that was that was something that we, that we did we just we just thought it would be it was like in the year after we our cd came out we, we've done one cd um and we thought, well, you know, we can kind of tour in support of the CD. We did plan all the stops at places where we knew people or had relatives, so we had places to stay. Um, started, it started there in Springfield, so it was an opportunity to see a <coughs> few friends and, and family. We lived there for 20, 25 years. The last stop was in Las Cruces, New Mexico, yeah. where I grew up. Uh, my folks were very involved in the community theater there, and we worked with the community theater to do it on, on their stage as a fundraiser okay. for them. So that was they, that. just mean, like, both my parents are gone now, and they were gone then. But it was just a great uh, nostalgia trip to do that. That was yeah, like on yeah. a Friday night. And then the next day, that the, the on the Saturday the next day, we had a wedding back here in, in Phoenix, so we left early in the morning to get back here to, to play for that.
1: Holy cow. So then, did you go to New Mexico
2: State then? I do. I went there for one year, and then I transferred to the University of Missouri for the journalism school there. I was in daily newspapers for 37 years.
1: Oh, cool! Wow, that's really fun.
0: Um,
1: So then, how many stops did you have on your little concert tour?
2: I say we played in Springfield, St. Louis. It's outside of Kansas City, Tulsa, Clovis, New Mexico, and then Las Cruces. Oh,
1: wow. So was that seven or eight? Yeah. Wow, that's really cool. Would you do it again? Yeah, we, we did
2: a very short one last summer. Um, a journalism convention was in San Antonio uh, where we have, Cindy has relatives. And it was close enough. That we could justify driving there, so we played for the for the uh, closing banquet there, the awards banquet, presidential installation. Um, then played uh, another uh, at a senior center there in San Antonio, um, and then at a library in a Lotus, no, not a Lotus, in uh, Uvalde, Texas, where there are other relatives. I have like to make one other stop on that one, but not remember where it was. Uh, So that was a a much shorter one.
1: That's cool, though. I love that. Um, So then how can we, I mean, me personally, but then also the listeners just in general, thankfully, I mean, a lot of the listeners are from the Phoenix area. Um, How can we help you guys?
2: I think it's, you know, obviously – take a listen to our music. If you think it fits with your clients, whether they're at a the corporate event, a wedding, whatever, um, reach out to us and let us know. Uh, we, we love to play lots of different places and work with lots of different people. A lot yeah. of talented planners uh, in this area. And if they're in another state and are, are, you know, beaming us in via zoom or whatever for a remote concert, we are more than happy to do that. We've had a lot, we've, uh, We've done these Facebook uh, live streaming events which anybody wanted to check in, but we've also done a couple of very targeted ones with family just to kind of test out the the concept, and we think it would work really well, especially if you know however long stay at home lasts or
1: comes back. Yeah, definitely. Um, so then what's one last nugget that you would want to leave with the nugget crew?
2: Be true to yourself. I mean, that's almost cliche, but, um, you know, we don't try to fit anybody else's mold. We're our own thing. Um, Your approach to planning is ought to be Madison or,
0: um,
2: um, yeah, Madison. uh, Sometimes my mind just stops on me like that. Ought to be, you know, (laughs) if if, if, it's unique to you, uh, another planner is going to do something a little bit different. If you mm-hmm. try to mold yourself to somebody else you're not being true to yourself and yeah. if you do things your own way you're gonna you're gonna be happier.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um I mean that's just good words to just completely live by, you know. Mm-hmm. Um I know that you, you know, have some years on me My hair's a lot lighter than yours. But I always love to, you know, look to, you know, my elders for advice and just life advice in general. Um, But that little nugget that you had just left with us, did you find yourself, you know, kind of always living by that? Or was it, like, as of recent that you were like, okay, like, I'm definitely living by this mantra right here? Um, Cause I, I, don't know. It's weird. Cause sometimes I feel like there's just like a mind shift, you know. And it's just like, oh wow, this is how I'm living my life now. Like, I mean, for you growing up and all that, like, what was it like for you? Well, and it's, it's probably <laughs> been great. it's probably been gradual over the years. I mean, obviously,
2: I think most you know, most of us when we're in our middle school and high school years, um, fitting into the crowd is really important. And I was no different um, mm-hmm. at that age. Um, it probably started, you know, maybe in college, started to to branch out, and then just gradually over the years. I mean, there, and I'm sure that there have been times that I have not been true to that philosophy. There are times when sure, I've yeah. worried more about fitting in. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe part of getting older is you care less and less about that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, I don't care, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, and I tell people this a lot, actually, on the podcast, and I feel like I have, like, tellers that the podcast is built off of, and one of them just, like, to quiet your mind and just, like, tunnel vision on what you want, you know, because it's like, who cares if someone says, like, oh, well, you should do this, or you should do this, or that doesn't really work that well, or that doesn't do this, and it's just like... Who cares what they say? Everyone has an opinion. Everybody wants to say something, you know, but but it's like if you do start caring and you do start, like, taking in what they're saying, then it's hard, too, to pull yourself out of that, you know? So it's just like, I mean, maybe advice for someone, because it does happen quite often, and I honestly find myself in it as well, because who doesn't? Um, Someone who may find themselves in that situation of, constantly, you know, and social media sucks you in, constantly just overthinking things or taking the opinions of other people, what would you, kind of advice would you give to them to just not?
2: <laughs> you know, I think it's something that you kind of have to, have to learn through experience. If, if you were talking, I was thinking most of my time in, in newspapers, I was writing opinion columns, either editorials or my own mm-hmm. columns, which means I was putting myself out there putting an opinion out there uh often you know sometimes controversial ones, um mm-hmm. which is inviting people to and sometimes very critical of 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 other folks you know, mm-hmm. who, if they were smart, did what they were going to do anyway, and ignored me um but uh when you do that you you invite criticism back towards you, and mm-hmm. uh, Reverend, I have saved some of some letters that were incredibly critical of me. Just because I don't know, I, I kind of liked them. Um, really? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, because I think it helps to build, it, it helps to thicken the skin. Um, you don't take it quite as seriously. Uh, you know, yeah, social. I mean, I didn't have to deal with social media until the last few years of my of my newspaper career. Um, it can be a very um, ugly place, and sometimes you just have to shut it down and walk away from it. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes I just, because I, because I have a natural tendency to want to get in there and get into the ring, I'll okay. go be scrolling through and, and somebody will post something I mean, that's outrageous. outrageous.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> particularly with the COVID time. And sometimes I have to really force myself to say, you know, you're not going to change any minds there. Just move on. Not worth um, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think, I mean, obviously that's, that's that's not quite as personal, but, you know, when people are attacking you or saying that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of what you're doing, mm-hmm. sometimes you just have to shake it off. I mean, you're yeah. doing what's right for you. You're doing what's yeah. right for you, and, you know, hold, hold to that truth. And you know, don't ignore constructive criticism, because sometimes there may be a better way. Um, yeah. Take advice yeah. from folks you respect, and 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 then, you know, weigh it as to how it fits with what you're wanting to do.
1: Uh-huh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know it it is hard, you know, cuz you some people, I mean, this podcast just in general is just being real and honest and how it is, you know, but um there goes my dog. But it's fine. <laughs> um but it's just um how, like, throwing your ego, like, out the window almost, you know, and just like, ah! okay, here. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's just quarantine life for people that are listening. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, just throwing your ego out the window and just saying, I do need help, you know, especially in the beginning, you know. So it's like um, almost asking for help you know, and just saying, like, hey, like, I don't really know how to do these different things. Like, can you help me? But being, like, transparent, I feel like it's, and like you said, being true to yourself, you know, because people will respect you more when you're just straight up. You're like, I just started in this industry. I'm trying to learn these things. Can you help me? Um, Versus just kind of Baking it till you make it you know because people will like they'll kind of sniff it out and they'll be like uh you don't really know what you're doing you know but if you're straight up and you're like i just started so (laughs) Um, oh
2: i had we had lots of good advice when we were starting and we continue to get good advice from yeah Yeah. from from from, Mm -hmm. because there are so many smart people in this industry and so sometimes the advice is advice you want to take. Other times, you know, you think, yeah, it's, that's all good advice for someone, but it's not what we're wanting to do. Like whenever we 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 started doing these Facebook Live concerts, we just did them for free, just if anybody who wanted to join in. We had somebody say, you know, after the first one, said, you all really ought to consider. Setting up something so that people can put in a you know will well have to buy a small ticket five bucks whatever that way you also get their email address and you can follow up and build your email list great advice, but then we thought the re- the real reason we were wanting to do the Facebook lives was a to build up a little karma two to try out what try try out what the um um streaming world was like and mm-hmm. um, that as good advice as that was, it didn't really fit into the goal that we were working on, so sure, we sure. set it aside.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it it's like receiving the input and saying thank you, you know, but then just, I mean, not saying, like, I'm, I'm not really going to implement that, but just saying thank you, you know, thank you for your input, yeah. but um, sure. I appreciate it. And then just kind of moving on from there, you know, and then, yeah, I think um, – honestly, doing things now, um, during COVID time, obviously, you know, adapting to what everything is. Um, at this point, really, is I'm, I'm moving on it in the mindset. Sounds like you guys are too of
0: the awareness,
1: you know, just getting your name out there more, showing people what you do without actually being in person or being at a wedding or, you know, doing all these mm-hmm. different things. But then, off of your end, people see Acatillo music. Oh, they're really good! Like once all this is over, like I need them to be at all my different brides' weddings, all these different things. You know, so it's one of those things. Just, I mean, another stream of marketing for you all. You know, without yeah. putting a monetary value on it, because you're like, I'm not doing anything anyway. <laughs> you know, it doesn't. Right. It doesn't cost you guys anything. You know. It's yeah, and it, it keeps us playing. you know? It keeps us playing. I mean yep, it would yep.
2: be so easy to just say, Yeah, we can wait. But it, right. it helps to keep us fresh. The other thing is during this time I think I've written three or four new songs for us. Which right. it a for, I mean, it kind I of, I think it kinda of motivated us to get them ready to to play.
1: Sure, yeah. And and just keeping us fresh. Um and I think during the last event ensemble meeting, um David Hepburn, the business coach that was in there, he was Mm -hmm. saying that someone someone was saying that if you're not, like, working on your business during this time, like, you basically wasted your time, you know, and I totally see that because there really is no reason why you shouldn't come out of this either revamping your contract, which I feel like a lot of people have just to protect themselves against, Mm -hmm. say, if this were to come out again, Um, new content, new marketing, new different strategies for their business that I feel like we're kind of on the back burner, but now are like, on the forefront, and it's just like, no, like, we need to do this now because now we have the time. Let's do this. Um, I actually kind of see it as a blessing in disguise for us, you know, because we never Mm – I mean, we never do get to, like – Revamp our businesses, reevaluate, re-strategize, re—all these different things, you know. And I feel like a lot of us um, now have a diversification that we can do, you know, especially for you guys doing the live streaming, you know, me off the, the core end, you know. So now it's just right. it's now figuring out the implementation to now do all of them. It's it's going to be interesting moving forward how we're going to execute all of it. But I guess we'll see, you know. Maybe I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work out, but um, yeah, just I'm I'm trying to sleep as mm-hmm. much as possible because I know we're not going to get much sleep in the fall. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be interesting, but um, well, okay. let me let me turn your question around on you.
2: What advice would you give your Nugget crew? Um, and maybe that you would give to me as well.
1: I think just in general, um, looking at things off of the optimistic side of things. um, I know it's super hard, you know, obviously with everything that we are going through right now to see the optimism in it, you know, when – Weddings are canceling, gigs are canceling, all events are canceling, business is basically down to zero, all these different things. Um, But it's still, I mean, and not even COVID related, you know, just finding the silver lining in every single thing that you um, move towards, you'll find yourself more grateful and more just like, oh, like thank you so much for this opportunity. So one, I mean, moving towards everything with optimism, and two, just, like, leading your life and your business and everything with, like, a grateful heart, um, I feel like are definitely the two things that I'm always just trying to push, because you can never say thank you enough, you can never be too optimistic, you know, and if anyone tries to, like, rain on your parade, then tell them to kick rocks, because you're just moving along on your little rainbow, so, um, yeah, those are definitely the two, and um, people all the time are like, how can you stay so positive through it, or how can you do this, or how do you do that? And I'm like, it's just a mind mindset shift, you know. You just kind of do it, you know, and and then when you have that type of outlook on life, then then you attract. It's the law of manifestation, you know. Then you attract a lot more positive people and people that want to be be happy and people that you know are also positive and things that they do um, but then if you attract negative then you're going to just find a lot of negative people so um, yeah those are definitely probably the two things and just be happy
2: <laughs> that is that is really great advice that's really great
1: yeah. advice but I've into
2: the same thing I have reacted more positively to those folks who do this I mean a lot of us in the industry in the events industry have been totally sidelined by this there are some folks who have been very creative in how they have reinvented themselves and responded to the to the the, the, the changed circumstances. Others mm-hmm. who have spent a lot of time complaining. I respond right. a whole lot more to the folks who have figured out how to make things work.
1: Sure, yeah, We're, and just yeah. moving, you know, and it's not about the money. It's not about – and it's really easy to – like I said, I'm just being straight and honest, but get, just get hungry and desperate and, like, I need the money at this point, you know. But it's just, like, it's beyond that, you know. It's just, like, how can you continue to foster the relationships that you have? How can you continue to build your network, even though, obviously, we can't go get coffee or lunch or anything? It's actually probably cheaper, that we're just doing jumping <laughs> times, you know, because yeah. we're not spending money um, at the Narrow is my favorite spot to meet at or anything like that. But, um, yeah. i are getting great gas mileage right now. Mm hmm. hmm.
2: About one month to the gallon, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I know. And gas prices are so low. Like, I think I filled up my dad's Jeep yesterday. And it's, it's a big tank. Like, normally it's like, 45 bucks off like unleaded to Mm -hmm. fill up and I think I paid like 21 I'm like yeah something like that 25 I was like this is amazing (laughs) but um I actually have to jump on another call here in a moment but I I mean thoroughly just appreciated your time and just chatting with you and I think um honestly everyone's just going to enjoy listening in on this podcast and just moving themselves, hopefully, into that positivity mindset because um, it is where everyone should be at. So um, thank you for your time. We'll definitely chat here again soon. Um, but if there's anything that I can do for you in the meantime, just let me know. Um, but, yeah, thank you, and have a wonderful week. It's Monday.
2: <laughs> yeah. Hey, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. This has been really great. And, and getting to know more about you, this, it's been a wonderful, wonderful visit. Thank you.
1: Yay! Thank you, and we'll do. I mean, more FaceTimes as we move on, and yeah, um, definitely look forward to working with you here soon. Um, but yeah, thank you again, and we'll chat soon. So.
2: Okay. See ya.
1: Okay. Bye.
2: Bye.